What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond, listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making the show your first listen every single day. It's free on all platforms, five days a week, coming at you Monday through Friday. So make it your first listen and tell your friends to do the same. It's Locked on Blazers, your team every day. In today's show, we are going to talk about the Blazers' loss to the Denver Nuggets. Uh, there were some familiar themes. We'll run through the game. Uh, we'll talk about those familiar themes that showed up in the third and fourth quarters to close the game after a competitive and, quite frankly, pretty entertaining first half turned into a bit of a slog in the final two quarters. And then I'll answer a question. Are the Nuggets contenders? I, I, I came into this game and came out of this game thinking the same thing. Are the, is that, are the, is that team the team I just watched are those dudes contenders are the nuggets are the nuggets true a true championship level team uh, I have an inexact science that I will share with you to close the show to prove that they are in fact not as it currently stands but before we get into all that before I before I drop some hateration and holleration in the dancery let's let's do what we do. Fastest recap in the West. The Blazers lose 122-113. You'll note that the Blazers did not score 115 points, so they lost 12-2 and when they score 115. 9-21 when they don't. It's what they do. They got a score to win. They were, do, they were down 34-31 after one. Dame had 10 in the first quarter. Uh, Jamal Murray had 11, and the Blazers got... Just it was fun. The second quarter was fun. So high, the first first quarter was high scoring. I thought the Blazers' defense was kind of um, didn't really show up in the first half at all. But that but their offense was there, and their offense was Damian Lillard. The Portland goes into the halftime down seventy three sixty seven. Dame had twenty in the second quarter to finish the first half with thirty points and five assists. He was eight of twelve from the floor and six of nine from three. Uh, he was just great. He has he has just um, over the last five games he is he is putting his imprint on games early. He's saying, okay, like I, w- this team needs me. I'm not waiting around. There's, there's a, been Damian Lodes of the past where he kind of waits and feels it out um, and, and says like, you know, reads the defense and make sure he gets his guys shots and gets other folks in rhythm or at least gets guys touches where they, you know, and, and kind of reads how the defense is going to play him and then turns it on when they need him. That is not how Dame has treated the last handful of games. He is scoring early, averaging over, according to Kevin Pelton of ESPN.com, averaging over 25 a game, over over 25 a half over the last five games. Bonkers, bonkers. Had 30 in this half. 30. He's just scoring. He's he's putting up 25 in the first half. No prob. 30 on 8 of 11. The problem was that Nikola Jokic on the other side had 21, 6, and 4 on perfect 8 of 8 shooting. Dang it. And the Nuggets led by 6. The third quarter is where this game changed for the Blazers. They turned the ball over on three of the first five possessions. Uh, Sloppy passes, miscommunication, bad handoffs. A moving screen, you, 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 just every every flavor of it. Um, you know, I, I thought the Nuggets were more physical in that quarter, but all told, the Blazers score, uh, the Blazers recorded six turnovers in the third quarter. They had just four in the first half. Just four in the first half. A really clean game. They were scoring right with the Nuggets team. They just absolutely had no way to stop whatsoever. They c- couldn't stop them, but they were scoring right there with them. And it's like, okay, this is like you know, six minutes of defense, three and a half minutes of defense, you might win this game because the offense is rolling. But when you give the ball away, six turnovers, and you just, and you take fewer field goal attempts, they had four fewer field goal attempts in the third quarter. 
That's how you go from down six to down 12. And because of what happened after that, they had no chance. The Blazers go cold in the fourth quarter. They scored just 10 points in the opening eight minutes of the fourth quarter. In fact, eight minutes and 13 seconds, they just scored just 10 points. And from down 12, heading into that quarter, you stop scoring. They all of a sudden find themselves down 20. From the 751 mark of the uh, of the fourth quarter to the 347 mark of the, of the fourth quarter. So, you know, just four full minutes... <laughs> Four minutes and four seconds, the Blazers went scoreless, and the Nuggets changed the game on a 13-0 run. That that's your ball game right there. And so it was four minutes without scoring. They couldn't get back in it, and they lose 122-113. That's your fastest recap in the West. Damian Lord finished with 44 points. And eight assists and just two turnovers. He has three turnovers in the last three games. He's just going. It's just going bonkers, bonkers. Um, after he's been, um, he was kind of turnover prone. He's had the ball in his hands a ton over the last handful of games. Um, he's 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 been really good. Uh, Jeremy Grant had eighteen. Yusuf Nurkic had six points, ten boards. Was had foul trouble. Uh, committed a, a, his third foul early in that. Um, in the third in the second quarter rather, and just just had had foul trouble all the time. And it was it it hurt him a little bit. Anthony uh, Simons fourteen, uh, and he had four turnovers, including uh, just three in the second. He had three in the second half. This he was he had a rough rough game after halftime. Josh Hart four points on two of five shooting. He had six. He did have six boards and four assists. Shaden Sharp nice game off the bench thirteen. Um, he really had ten and he had a three <laughs> three in garbage time, but he had ten. Final two minutes and twenty two seconds. The Blazers pulled the plug, played the end of the bench. It was over because of that scoring drought. Uh, on the other side, Nikola Jokic had himself a game, 36, 12, and 10 assists. Michael Porter Jr. added 23 points. Nikola Jokic, Nikola Jokic sorry, I should have said this here. He missed one dang shot. 36 points on 13 of 14. It was one of two from the three and nine of 10 from the free throw line. So I guess he, he twice tonight when he let the ball go it, with the intent of it going in, it did not go in on 24 shooting possessions, uh, 14 field goal attempts, and 10 free throws. He's the MVP. Like, he's a reigning two-time MVP. He might win a third. He might Larry Burdum and win a third. Like, he is he is just so stinking good. Like, um, if he's not the best player in basketball, he's the second best player in basketball. Like, he's at worst. Like, it, it, as, as harsh as you could be on Nikola Jokic, he's something like the third best basketball player in the world. <laughs> he's, he is so, so, so dang good. But you gotta make him. He needs to miss a third shot in the game. Like he's got to miss a third shot some some way somehow. And if he doesn't, Michael Porter Jr. twenty three on nine of thirteen. Um, you know, Aaron Gordon. I don't think played particularly well offensively, where scoring wise. But I thought he was dealing. Had some great, great, great passes. And Jamal Murray had a really nice opening first quarter. Had eleven in the first quarter, just six the rest of the game. Like it was Jokic. He was he was running the show. And and Michael Porter Jr. made some tough shots. He's a t- he's like he's six ten. He's he's a king of t- tough shot making. Um, like. I don't want to bury the Blazers after this game because I don't think this was like some nightmarish thing. Um, it's a loss to a team that's better than them. But these are mounting up in a way that it's just kind of like um, it is revealing at some point of who you are if you get into games with good teams on the road and find yourself mostly non-competitive or competitive until the fourth quarter at winning time and then can't get it together. 
a lot of the Blazers' issues showed up again in this game. That's I, I want to talk about those issues in the second segment to, cl- to close the show. Like, the turnovers came back in the third quarter. The cold shooting in the fourth quarter. The Dame needs a little bit of help theme that has like permeated uh, recently. It was it was all there. So that's what we'll do to uh, that's what we'll do in the second segment. I want to talk about sort of the Blazers, the 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 challenges that the Blazers have continuously had showing up here in Denver. But before we do that, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Rocket money. If your New Year's goals are to manage your budget better and save money, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the streaming service that you bought just to watch one show, or that free trial that you never ever used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. Rocket Money makes canceling those subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Literally, it's a click of one button. You find the subscriptions you don't want. You pull it up on the app or you, you go to their website. It'll find the subscriptions that you have and you just go through down the line and press cancel for the ones you don't want and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No long hold times, no customer service, uh, no customer service interactions, no tedious emailing back and forth. Just trust Rocket Money to do it for you. On average, They've saved people up to $720 a year. So stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MBA. Rocketmoney.com slash locked on NBA. All right. Let's talk about the Blazers warts that showed up. Uh, before we get into that, I thought the refereeing in this game was bad. Um, I'm not going to talk about the refs on this podcast. I just think it's the most boring possible thing you could talk about. Also, like, it's my show. Uh, the refing was bad. Uh, the the Conta- Contavious Caldwell-Pope was um, whistled for a trip in the first half. That was pretty clearly a trip. They went and reviewed it, and they didn't give him a flagrant foul. Um, and then it was like, it probably wasn't a shooting foul, but then they said, okay, it can be a shooting foul. So it was like, they they gave Dame a shooting foul when he shouldn't have had one to make to make amends for not calling a flagrant foul that they reviewed. It was truly bizarre. Um, it was just weird. It was a weird, weird game. Weird, weird ref game. I think overall, if I had to put a percentage on how much the refereeing impacted the outcome of this game, I would put it at zero. None. I, I do not think it had an impact on the game. I, I, that's about the last. I'll talk about it. I'll tell you this. Damien Lord, super mad about it. Um, I am not in Denver, but I bet to those who are in Denver, Dame will mention it in his post-game comments. Usually on nights like this, Dame is pretty much willing to um, pay the fine. Plenty money, as he's once said. Like, uh, he's... <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure Dame will talk about it. Uh, so, you know, check, check check socials or whatever. It'll be there. What I want to talk about in this in this is the, is the moments that I think cost the Blazers this game. Coming out of halftime, like they hadn't played any defense. They hadn't played any defense in the first half. Not horrific. Um, like some of this was that Nikola Jokic is so good and that this is one of the best offensive teams in the league, like a truly elite offense. What do truly elite offenses do? They score points at home. This team's really, really good. Um, yeah, like 73 is too many. Uh, Nikola Jokic going eight for eight is too many. Uh, you know, letting Murray go nuts in the first quarter while everyone kind of settles in and then it's Jokic's turn and then it's Michael Porter Jr.'s turn. Like, yeah, this is a good team with weapons. Um, I thought, like I mentioned, I thought Aaron Gordon did a really good job as a secondary playmaker in this game. I thought he was great. Um, side note, side note to the side note. I side noted about the refs. I like to side note about this. 
there's a lot of groundswell media momentum for Aaron Gordon making uh, the all-star team. If Aaron Gordon makes the all-star team and Damian Lillard does not, which I think is, I, I don't know if that specific scenario is reasonable, but just like looking at the teams that other some like media folks have put out, there is a world where there is a pretty reasonable world where Damian Lillard doesn't, or at least like a realistic world where Damian Lillard doesn't make the all-star team. If Aaron Gordon makes the all-star team over and, and Damian Lillard does not, it wouldn't be over. But if Aaron Gordon makes the all-star team and Damian Lillard does not, we'll riot on this dang podcast. <laughs> Dame's gonna be averaging twenty-eight and eight. Twenty-eight and eight. If if, if uh, and Aaron Gordon's, I mean, I know he's been really good for the best team in the West. Really good, really, really good for the best team in the West. Do, do not put him in the midseason showcase and leave off Damian Lillard. Um, not because like you'll in, incur the wrath of one podcaster, but because it would be nonsense and is disrespectful to the game. Uh, but in any case, the Blazers. That was just a, a side note to the side note. Like I thought, I thought Denver played well. I, I think the Blazers were bad on defense, to be clear. But I don't think this was like horrific, no effort night. I think this was they couldn't slow down the best. They couldn't. They didn't have much resistance for the best offense in the West. Uh, the best offense, maybe the best offense in the league. They just couldn't. They couldn't hang. So uh, they. It happens, right? But they lose this game in that third quarter. They lose this game when they come out of halftime and they turn the ball over with just. It, it wasn't like lack of effort. It was just that what they do, they have these moments where they are not sharp. Their focus isn't there. The NBA is so long. You play so much. The Blazers played Saturday. They played Sunday. They traveled on Monday. They play Tuesday. They travel. They will travel again. They play on Thursday. Like it is relentless. The mental part of it is such a is such a huge part of the game. You got to, as Damian Lord says all the time, you have to have your mind right. The Blazers have these stretches where they are just not focused. Um, I don't. I don't think that is specifically a coaching thing. I, I don't want to put it on the coaching staff. I think that's on the players that play the game. You can say, "Hey, don't turn the ball over," um, but dudes are out there playing, and the Blazers played sloppy, just sloppy to begin the third quarter. Again, some of it, D- Denver's defense, like this, doesn't happen on its own. It's like. The reason that they gave up a bunch of points is Denver's good on offense. Some of the reasons they turned the ball over is because the refs let th- the third quarter was like more physical than the first half, in my opinion. It's a lot more like, uh, you know, getting into people's body was 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 more more acceptable in the third quarter than it had been in the first half. And like the Blazers let that little bit of physicality just knock them off their square, and they're just t- throwing the ball around. Four turnovers in the first half, your offense is humming, six turnovers in the third quarter, you find yourself down double digits and never get back. I mean, they got as close as eight in the fourth quarter, but like, like they're playing from behind for the rest of the night because of those turnovers. This happens all the time. This is just like a part of their DNA is that they have these stretches where turnovers come in bunches. Um, it is... You know, there's some skill set stuff. Every time we talk about this, some skill set stuff. They don't have a bunch of really high level passers. They don't have a bunch of really high level ball handlers. But, but like, it, it, there's two ways to think about this. You say like, okay, this is who they are, and it stinks, which is kind of like my mentality with it. Or you say like you know, you start p- placing blame somewhere. For me, it's just like, I don't know that they're going to fix it. So I'm, instead of placing blame, I'm just like, I guess this is who they are. It's frustrating. And and that's like not, it's nothing else than, than maybe a comment on the frustration of it. But I, I, but that's truly how I feel about it. The other, the other part that is, that is like, that's part of their season, high turnovers and, and it, turnovers in bunches. The other part is going cold in the fourth quarter. It's becoming a, really a big trend over the last month is that 
this team's offense can just wilt in crunch time. I don't think this was one of those games necessarily where it's like, oh, well, the starters played a kajillion minutes and so they ran out of gas. Like, they didn't. Even if you, even if the starters play the final two minutes of this game, uh, Dame's only going to be up at like thirty-six and a half. Anthony Simons, he would have played a bunch. He played thirty-seven, so he's at he's at thirty-nine. But you know, um, Jeremy Grant would have played thirty-five and a half. I don't think thirty-six minutes is like a crazy number to play for an NBA starter. For like, it's probably too much. Too much in like some sort of holistic idea of of basketball, but. This wasn't one of those games where everybody's playing 40 and they just look exhausted down the stretch. I don't like they got bench minutes like they got they got OK bench minutes. Um, I, I thought Drew Eubanks was pretty darn good in this game. Um, Nazir Little wasn't very good. I thought Shaden Sharp was darn good in this game. And, and Gary Payton wasn't very good scoring, but like he, he does stuff like he, he rebounds, he moves the ball, um, he 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 he. he it wasn't this wasn't one of those games where it was just the starters. Like Dame carried the offense for sure, but this wasn't one of those games that was just the starters. So the fourth quarter scoring, you know, just collapse, which they've had a bunch. I can't I don't think you can put it on that. I don't I, like I don't think you can just say, oh, this, you know, this happens. This is what they do. They do it all the time. I don't think that's what like I I just don't agree that that's kind of what that is. Um but it was another one of those nights, four minutes in the fourth quarter, in the middle of the fourth quarter at winning time, where they go scoreless and give up that 13-0 run. Here is the worst part. Here's the stat I've been saving for late in this podcast for the real heads who stick around. In the fourth quarter, the Blazers shot 35% from the field and one of seven from three. Like, damn, this team stinks. Stink in the fourth quarter. What are they going to do? The Fire the coaches, fire everybody, burn it down. In the fourth quarter, the Denver Nuggets shot 29% from the field and one of six from three. It was right freaking there for them. It was right there for them. It was right freaking there for them. The defense didn't cost them in the fourth quarter. Defense did not cost them in the fourth quarter. Like, um, you know, I thought in the first half, the Blazers scored a bunch of points and missed shots they can make. Um, In the fourth quarter, I thought they continued to get decent looks until they started to press and then they started taking started forcing it and Dame started to say like we're not getting anything that we want to get I'm going to just take it upon myself and the offense stalled out um it really did uh, I, I think Michael Holton pointed out in the broadcast is that like this happens sometimes with the Blazers and when, when it's like when Dame's having a big scoring night and no one else can get going the offense just gets bland and that's that's what happened a little bit but it didn't happen till like deeper into that drought when it was like when Dame started to like feel the run and say okay you know we were were down 12 okay now we're down 15 okay 17 and it got up to 20 and it's like shoot we're not like it's just it's not going to happen some of I think the offense devolved a little bit but prior to that they've been getting good shots and just missing shots so had the Nuggets the door was right there for them Yusuf Nurkic scoreless in the second half of three Amphrey Simons five points in the second half on two of five it's not on those two dudes, but if Dame has 44 and 8, if Dame has 44 on 12 of 20 shooting, Dame didn't make a 3 and after after halftime, 0 of 3 from 3 after halftime. So, like, he, he's part of it, for sure. But, like, you need, you need the secondary guys to be good. Jeremy Grant, 8, you know, 18 on 7 to 15 is not this super special night, but, like, that's good enough. They needed more from Anthony Simons. 14 on 5 of 15, 2 of 10 from 3. Like, they needed more from him. He missed shots he can make, but they just... 
His value is offense. He's got to be better. And Nurk, um, Nurk fluctuates between having really good games against Nikola Jokic and absolute stinkers. This was an absolute. This was a stinker. This was much more towards on the st- on the stinker side of the scale. Uh, you know the Blazers love those little percentiles, uh, but they only do green. They only do good percentiles. Um, this is a bad. This is a bad percentile. It's like uh, seventh on the broadcast. Seventh percentile. This is a real stinker for Yusuf Nurkic. Um, it's it, it, it was just, um, yeah. I mean like. You need more from your. You need more from the supporting cast. You need to not turn the ball over a whole bunch of times to open the third quarter, so you find yourselves behind. And you got to find a way to get to make to score in the fourth quarter. I mean, some of it was was just bricks, but some of it was then it devolved into bad offense. You got to find a way to score. This is the, this has been who they are. They have not beat a good team on the road since like early December. Um, it's just they're they're. It's been a minute. <laughs> and it feels like it. Um, and I, I don't even think this is like that damning of a loss. It's just like some of when some of their same sort of issues pop up, it's like, ah, oh, dang, maybe this is who they are. Um, and I kind of feel like they it's for me, it's kind of now or never for them. Like they, they're going to play a bunch of home games. I do not, you know, final final two weeks of January. They're at home. This is a time to win some games, get back above 500, put yourself in the mix for one of the home court advantage seeds in the playoff and then when playoffs and when things get harder because March has a bunch of road games, find out what the real deal is. But if you don't put yourselves in, in a position here, like if you don't if you don't win these, you know, more than more than half, you know, 60% of the remaining of 60% of the home games to close out January and you're just kind of a, a game or two below 500, it's probably too late. You know, it's probably too late. This was the like, this was the soft part of the schedule and always the sort of undertones of that was like, if you don't do it, you're in trouble. All right. I went a little long in this segment, but I had a lot to say. Uh, I want, I, I want to talk about contenders to close the show. Um, watching the Denver Nuggets, I thought to myself, are these, are these guys contenders? Cause this team won the championship. I got some numbers to back up why I don't think they're true contenders right now. I'll share those in the fourth quarter or fourth quarter, third quarter, rather <laughs> Third period. This is more like hockey here on this podcast. But first, before we get to that third segment, let me tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Whatever that sports action is, you're going to find it on Bet Online. You want to bet on basketball? You can bet on basketball. You want to bet on hockey? You're going to bet on hockey. They got periods in hockey, three of them, much like this podcast is structured. Uh, you can bet on the NFL playoffs that are rolling along. You can bet on uh, the Australian Open if you're into tennis. Um, you can bet on baseball futures if you like MLB. Whatever it is, you're going to find it on Bet Online plus news, analysis, and podcasts. Don't wait. Go Bet Online today. That's Bet Online where the game starts. Still a pass first point card. I'm still Mike Richmond, and you are still listening to Locked on Blazers. I have some numbers for you. It's about contenders. Watching the Denver Nuggets thought to myself, are these dudes contenders? And I remembered a podcast I had done earlier this year where I talked about um, the Blazers. At, uh, briefly for this year, they were top 10 in both offense and defense. And I talked about how that's like a meaningful stat because teams that win championships are top 10 in offense and defense. And I, and I rekindled my list. I went back to my, my handy-dandy no-sap and rekindled my list. Over the last 40 years... Over the last 40 years, the last 40 championships since 1983, there have been six teams that don't fit this category. The other 34 are top 
11 in offense and defense and top five in one of those categories. That means you are an elite team on both sides of the ball and truly cream of the crop. Top five in offense or defense. Top 11 in both, top five in one of them. That is what a champion looks like in the league, and it has since 1983. The exceptions, the 94 Rockets, the 95 Rockets. Um, the, the 94 Rockets were second in defense but 15th in offense. The 95 Rockets, um, you know, traded for Clyde Drexler. They were just a totally different basketball team second half of the year, but they were 7th and 12th. The 2001 Lakers, a team that absolutely did not give a hoot about the regular season, was 2nd in offense and 21st in defense. The 2004 Detroit Pistons, 18th in offense, 2nd in defense. The 2011 Mavericks, 8th in offense, 8th in defense. Top 10 in both, an elite team on both sides of the ball, but not that top 5 number that you look for. Not that top 5 number that truly indicates championship material, and they shouldn't have won. That's LeBron, he did two things wrong. He choked against the Mavericks, and he didn't do the dunk contest. Other than that, pretty good career. Uh, maybe you can blame him for 2009 and losing to D Dwight's Magic, but for me, it's 2011 in the dunk contest. In 2022, last season, the, the, G the Golden State Warriors became the first team since the 04 Pistons to not be top 11 in both offense and defense and still win a championship. The Warriors were 17th in offense and first in defense. They bucked the trend. But pretty much every year, contenders are top 11 in both, top 5 in one of them. That's just what a champion looks like in the league. And right now, the Denver Nuggets are not champions. Uh, all of those numbers are courtesy of Basketball Reference because it's easier to do history on that website. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's not my beloved cleaning the glass, but it's we're normalizing these stats for y'all. Uh, Denver, though, second in offense, 18th in defense. That profiles a little bit like the Warriors. The Warriors obviously missed Steph Curry for a whole chunk of the second half of the season. Like it's, you know, there's more, there's always more context than involved uh, than just looking at the record books. But right now for me, the Nuggets are a very good team, a easy Western conference finalist, the best team in the West hands down. Um, however, there's only one team in the West that can win a title according to my numbers, and that's the Memphis Grizzlies, who are the 10th best offense in the league and the number one defense in the NBA. There's one true contender in the West, the Memphis Grizzlies. It's not the Denver Nuggets, 18th on defense. They've climbed a little bit. They were worse. They climbed a little bit. Um, first half against the Blazers won't help. Second half will. Uh, but in the NBA right now, there are four teams that are, both, that are top 11 in both. Boston, Brooklyn, Memphis, and the Philadelphia 76ers who just finished beating the Clippers. Actually, that game was still going on when I hit record. So before I look stupid, the Clippers didn't come back and embarrass me, did they? <laughs> okay, good. Yes, the, the the 76ers did hold on. They were up they were up 15 when I hit record on this podcast in the fourth quarter. So they did hold on to win. So the, the, the Sixers, Grizzlies, Nets, and the Boston Celtics are the only four teams in the league that are top 11 in both. And guess what? Brooklyn, 8-8. Eight and eight. That ain't a championship. That's not the championship formula. So right now in the league, as we stand here, you're listening to Wednesday, January 18th show. There are three teams that can win the title. Boston, the number one offense, the number nine defense. Memphis, the number 10 offense, the number one defense. And yes, the Philadelphia 76ers, 11th on offense, fourth on defense. Do I believe the Sixers can win a championship? Hell no, I do not. <laughs> Oh, I absolutely do not. So really, I guess, according to... I get my Trust the formula. Boston, Memphis, the 76ers. 
Three teams in the t- it's three teams that are legitimate championship candidates right now. You have to be that good to win a title. That's the that's the stepping that's the that's the threshold. That's where you got to get to. That's the threshold. The Nuggets are not there yet. They are merely a very 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 good team. That's going to do it for today's show. Thanks for sticking around for the numbers in the final segment. Tell your friends about this podcast. Um, it's available wherever they get podcasts. Plus, it's on YouTube five days a week, free on all platforms. Make your first listen every day and tell your friends to do the same. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>